1992, when I was so much younger than today, I was the writing editor for Sonic Screwdriver, the fanzine produced by the Doctor Who Club of Victoria. And like so many classic Doctor Who script editors, I commissioned myself to write a review of the then brand spanking new VHS edition of Sharda. To celebrate the Blu-ray release of season 17, I present an audio reading of this review that first appeared in Sonic Screwdriver. Sharda by Mark. With the success of Tomb of the Cybermen, BBC Video are really desperate to release some more special release VHSs so that they could afford that new photocopier for the office. They contacted their favourite financial advisor and overseer of the Doctor Who range, John Nathan Turner. His first suggestion was to release Web of Fear. After all, the archives had part one and they could get the tea lady who worked on a story to narrate the rest of the plot over two tapes. BBC Video replied, put that idea on hold for now, but how about digging up that story that wasn't finished? Gaithlight, JNT retorted, no, no, no. The one that Tom Pertwee was in when he's been chased around Cambridge by nothing. Oh, Sharda, JNT replied with surprise. Here's £70 so that you can go and do all the linking segments. And with that, BBC Video sent JNT on his way. When JNT got home, he looked in his phone book for Tom Baker's number. JNT had read in Doctor Who Monthly that Tom had re-emerged from a hermit-like existence and had actually started to talk to people again. After dialing the number on his TARDIS phone, a deep, booming voice resonated down the earpiece. Hello? Oh, Tom, it's me, JNT. Ooh, Tom replied, unenthused. Look, I'm going to put Sharda together. Are you interested in doing it? Okay, Tom said, but only if Lala isn't there. No worries, JNT said enthusiastically. I'll meet you at the Museum of the Moving Image on Monday. Okay, said Tom, and I'll bring the bottle of scotch. And with that, he hung up. That weekend, JNT worked like a man possessed, scripting the linking material, and in less than 45 minutes, he was finished. Great, he thought. It only took me five minutes to do the linking material for the Hartnell, Trouton and Pertwee years. I'll be writing for the Marvel yearbook in no time. And with that in mind, he went back to bed dreaming of Daleks, Spice and all things nice. It was Monday morning at the Museum of Moving Image and JNT was growing impatient. The film crew, all three of them, had arrived 40 minutes ago, but there was still no Tom. But soon, over the horizon came Tom, who was riding his trusty bicycle, which then came to a halt at JNT's feet. Why aren't you in costume? And where's all your hair gone? JNT scowled. Where's yours? replied Tom. Oh, never mind, follow me. As JNT led Tom into the museum, Tom screamed out, John, you promised me Lala wouldn't be there. Tom, that's a nice warrior. Now go over there and read this, JNT demanded. Tom started bellowing at the script. He was actually enjoying himself as he threw himself back into the role that he hadn't played since 1981. The memories flooded back. Then the horns of Naaman crossed his mind and then he promptly decided to stop remembering and get on with the job at hand. Then bang, it was finished. The words ran out. Thanks, Tom. That was great. That's it? Tom asked. I'll call you in a couple of weeks so you can do evil of the Daleks in the Tom Baker years, okay? Then what's after that? Asked Tom. We might go out for a day trip to a great big radio telescope near Brighton. Oh, no thanks, replied Tom, and disappeared down the corridor. Right, now for the hard bit. Over the next couple of weeks, JNT sat down and looked at all the existing footage. All the spaceship footage was missing, and after phoning up a couple of Doctor Who fans who were still talking to him, he discovered that Ian Levine had the missing footage. Sod that, said JNT. He went over my head. I'll go and speak to the visual effects department of the BBC. Maybe they have a couple of old Blake 7 ships we could use. After filming the new sequences, he went to see Dick Mills who added whoops and bleeps to all the existing footage. There was, however, still no music. He called upon another old mate, Kef McCulloch. JNT said to Kef, 
Okay, do the music in the style of Dudley Simpson. No problem, I replied Kef, and went home to his drum machine and then added his own musical interpretation of Dudley Simpson. After more weeks of work, it was complete, and he then presented it to the BBC Video Committee. I finished, JNT shouted. I think you'll all agree it was worth the £70 budget you gave me. With that, they watched Sharda unfold before their eyes, picking up speed as it finished over 100 minutes later to their ecstatic review. One member of the committee, however, said, The music did not sound like Dudley Simpson at all. It sounded more like Stock, Aiken and Waterman to me. Did it? Replied J&T. Maybe I could release the music as a 12-inch dance CD. Oh no, replied another board member who quickly picked up his film detector as he got the message of the power of the Daleks was buried beneath the M1 right away. John, muttered in somebody else. Have you thought about the cover at all? Yes, I have, replied J&T. I was cutting out all those pictures from Doctor Who magazine of Sharda and I tripped over a bottle left on the floor from the term of the Cyberman party and all the clippings flew up in the air and fell down. So I stuck them exactly how I found them. Oh, replied the board member. What other ideas have you got for packaging? Well, I found all the scripts for Sharda and I thought we could put them in a book form in a double tape box, we'll be on to a winner. You thought of everything, John, said the impressed board member. You better watch it, you'll be head of BBC Enterprises one day. Oh, never, replied Jane T. But he thought to himself, why not? At least I'll have a permanent job. Two months later, after Sharda was released, the positive reviews rolled in. JNT basked in the glory. He really liked one review from the Doctor Who Club of Victoria and its magazine, Sonic Screwdriver. The review said, At last, a Doctor Who video special that lives up to the fans' expectations and is justified by its higher price. Tom Baker's narration links are effective and very enjoyable. Apart from the music, the whole thing is well put together and is worth buying. JNT sat back and reveled in the awe. The fans loved him again and all was right in the world. His concentration was broken as the phone rang. It was BBC Video again. They were looking for titles to release next year. Oh, what about The Reign of Terror with Carol Ann Ford narrating? And the Peter Cushing Ears tapes. Oh, J&T, what would we do without you? The representative from BBC Video asked. I don't know, you might go and do something silly and release some decent stories, Lord forbid. And he then hung up. J&T thought to himself, I wonder if that boss of BBC Enterprises job is still available then. And maybe later, I could sell my autobiography to Doctor Who magazine and they can publish it over 50 issues. Where's my pen, Gary? The end. Shada. Written by Mark in 1992. This podcast was recorded and edited by Mark. Produced by Mark. Executive producers Rob and Mark. This has been a 42 to Doomsday production and keep punching. Keep punching.